Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our garden. Every couple of weeks we'll be looking at a different bird and this week we'll be looking at the splendid and sensational songster, the black cap. A hitchhiking beetle, a spider that looks a bit like a pelican and a dago coloured fish and a fearsome Jurassic crocodile named after Motorhead's Lemmy are only a fraction of the species discovered across the world in the past year. New creatures always excite me, but in Britain we long ago sussed out all our wildlife. This didn't stop me though. Every weekend when I was a young boy, my nan would pack me a lunch and I'd be off, collecting bottles and magnifying glasses in hand and binoculars around my neck, thinking I looked like Indiana Jones but probably looking more like something from Carry On Camping. I was sure it was just a matter of time before the next great wildlife discovery would be mine. Little did I know I was looking in the wrong place. Discoveries are made within the UK wildlife, but they're on a much more modest scale. But nevertheless, there is a fascination when we do make one, as in our realisation in recent years that we have a new winter bird. The relatively new winter arrival among us is a warbler, the blackcap. Blackcaps discovered the attraction of garden feeding relatively recently. They were a definite in the summer visitor box, arriving from their wintering grounds in Spain, Portugal and North Africa in March or April, before setting off south again in autumn. But lately, more of them have been overwintering this country too, mainly in the south, west and midlands. A few are hardy residents that stay here all year, although many breeding in Britain still undertake the long pilgrimage to warmer climes. But as they leave, some of the blackcaps that spend the summer nesting, or being reared in Scandinavia and northwestern Europe, start arriving on these shores for the winter. Wintering in the UK has its advantages and risks for blackcaps. On the plus side, shorter and less hazardous return journeys to their breeding grounds in the UK each spring gives them a head start on further flung migrants, because they get back early and have the pick of the best territories. Research suggests that birds overwintering in the British Isles produce larger clutches and more young than those migrating further south. But as an insect eater, the blackcap gambles on the weather being mild and be able to find enough food. The fact that the blackcap is more vegetarian than other warblers and can exploit bird tables has helped a growing number survive the British winter. Most blackcaps disappear into deciduous woodland and hedgerows over the spring and summer months, where they build their nest in bramble undergrowth and nettle patches and track down insects and spiders among the foliage. For bird lovers, the biggest bonus of blackcaps' changes in travel plans and winter destinations is they have become more visible in our garden from autumn onwards. They forage for insects around compost heaps and eat ivy, cotton easter, holly, elder and mistletoe berries. Many now also visit bird tables, where foods like Peter and Paul in full song and Peter and Paul mealworm mix are firm favourites. The blackcap must be one of the easiest species of British breeding warbler to identify. Due to their distinctive caps, this is glossy black in the male and rusty red-brown in the female. So as usual, the male gets precedence in the naming. Even the Latin antra capilla translates to black-haired. 
They are quite chunky as warblers go. The upper parts are grey olive brown and the underparts are a pale grey buff and the female having a browner tinge all over. Juveniles are similar to the adult female, except the juvenile males have a brown-black cap and the juvenile females a yellow-brown cap. Although the great 18th century naturalist Gilbert White was a little charring in describing the black cap song as merely a full, sweet, deep, loud and wild pipe, I would disagree. They're my personal favourite songster. Nightingales are nice, woodlark and skylark also, and who would argue that the song of a blackbird isn't something very special? But for me, the black cap wins hands down. Well, that actually isn't strictly true. Although they look rather different from their close relative, garden warblers, their song is virtually identical, close enough even to confuse each other, so I'll have to say that black cap stroke garden warbler are my personal favourites. The black cap song is a rich and varied warble, usually starting with a chattering and finishing with a flourish of flute-like notes, and it's the way the black cap exhibits such a wonderful joy of the ver in its song that makes my contender for the greatest British songster. If you are interested and you have a keen ear, you can tell black cap and garden warbler apart, as the black cap has longer pauses in its performance. The black cap's alarm call, tack, Sounds like two pebbles striking one another. Blackcaps nest in woods, on heaths and sometimes gardens, usually quite low to the ground, where there is good density of undergrowth or coarse vegetation within which to build their nest and to ensure a reliable supply of food. The nest is surprisingly frail construction for such a sturdy bird, built mainly by the female of dried grass and lined with hair and other fine material. It is attached to the surrounding vegetation with basket handles. The female will lay between four and six eggs, 
which are smooth and glossy, and pale buff with dark markings. Both adult birds share the duties of incubating the eggs, as well as feeding the young once they have hatched. The blackcap is hardier than most other warblers, partly because of its adaptation to a more variable diet, and for a bird which is quite shy during the breeding season, during the autumn and winter the blackcap is remarkably adaptable and bold at the bird table. I've watched them feeding on Peter and Paul in full song, and Peter and Paul mealworm mix in my garden, but they adore suet, so no garden should be without it, and in any form, but pellets are their favourite, and the very best suet and the very best pellets are my Peter and Paul suet pellets. Containing over three times the fat levels of other top brands, and using only the finest 100% human grade edible beef dripping, is just the start of what makes, for your garden birds, Peter and Paul syrup products worth the peck. Unlike other syrup products, who use low quality suet and fill their products with cheap fillers, fillers like chalk dust and in some cases PVA glue. Peter and Paul syrup products contain no cheap fillers and only contain the finest ingredients, including the exciting ingredient, spirulina. Spirulina has proven to be a highly beneficial supplement to our feathered friends. Spirulina is basically an edible blue-green microalgae that grows naturally in lakes and when fed to birds it makes their plumage glossier, intensifies their natural colour, improves their health and increases their fertility many folds. Basically it's wonderful and another reason why Peter and Paul suet products will not only attract the greatest number and variety of birds to your garden but also support the health, welfare and conservation of UK birds. Although suet is traditionally thought of as a winter-only food for garden birds, actually suet should be thought as a year-round food and not just to supplement winter feeding. You should be feeding suet throughout the entire year and particularly during key periods since they make a particularly valid contribution to breeding, molting and pre- and post-migratory diets of wild birds and are even suitable for chicks and fledglings. Of course, there are some fussy garden birds out there, and they demand a very high level of attention when it comes to their bird food. Peter and Paul suet products come in two flavours, mealworm and berry and bug. Not only does this mean you can try to find the flavour that tickle your garden birds' taste buds, it also makes them ideal for year-round feeding, the mealworm being better suited for the spring and summer months, and the berry and bug for the autumn and winter months. Blackcaps will use Pets Corner's great and small extra tough seed feeders. They like the new design T-Bar perches, but they prefer their food on a bird table, where they dominate all but the most aggressive resident birds. They enjoy berries, so I often see blackcaps in a small holly tree outside my kitchen window, which unfortunately hasn't produced many berries as normal this year. On a Christmassy note, one unexpected consequence of blackcaps staying in Britain for the winter may be more sprigs of mistletoe to hang up. The blackcap is partial to mistletoe berries. After eating the fleshy bits, it wipes its beak across a nearby branch to knock the seeds stuck to it with the sticky berry juice, thereby planting another mistletoe plant. Like most of our warblers, British breeding blackcaps migrate south at the end of summer, mainly to North Africa. 
But over the past 25 years or so of warmer winters, something singular has happened. German breeding black caps have begun to migrate for the winter, not south to Africa, but west to Britain. It makes ecological sense for them. They can survive in a mild westerly climate and have a much shorter journey back to their German and Central European breeding grounds, meaning that they can have first choice of the best nesting sites. The process is also thought to have been boosted by a massive expansion here of garden bird feeders, which ensures a constant supply of nourishment. Our winter blackcaps from Germany are quite separate from their summer birds. Indeed, they are starting to evolve differences, such as rounder wings for shorter migration. Eventually, they might mutate into a separate species. On a conservation note, blackcaps have seemed to take matters under their own wing. So far, swapping winters in Iberia and Morocco for life in British gardens is showing a better survival rate. But this can only continue if we feed them right, and that's where Peter and Paul comes in. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird feeds, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores. And the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk. Well, that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed it. For further birds, please continue to check out the stream, and I look forward to speaking to you soon.